Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put on important news. And this news is Texas big, all right? It's from Bloom Health Partners, Trades in Canada, BLMH, for our friends in the US, BLMHF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under D84. Andrew Morton, CEO of the company, is on the screen with us. For those who knew the story, before we start talking to Andrew, you may have seen this contract with the state of Texas. Here's what you need to know about Bloom, okay? They're a trusted, and there's a reason I'm saying that, occupational health and safety service provider offering a network of top healthcare professionals, integrated labs for Fortune 500 companies, Hollywood productions, and major sporting and music events. Uh, more than just lip service, the contract that we're talking about today, the press release, Bloom Health Partners announces contract with the state of Texas for K-12 schools. Uh, it's for testing uh, the remainder of the 2020, uh, 2022 school year. So that's, uh, that's quite a number of months in front of us. It's going to include rapid lab testing and the RT-PCR testing is going to be conducted in Bloom's Dallas lab. It's big. It's Texas big. Andrew, welcome back. Hey, great to be back, George. Thanks for having me. Hey, congratulations on this. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys lost on Sunday, so that put me into a bummer. But, uh, you know, this has been a pick-me-up. Something great has come out of, has come out of Texas. How, how big is this deal, first of all, from a third-party validation point of view? It, it, well, you say Texas big. I mean, you're not kidding. It's a massive state with, I think, roughly 29 million people across the state. Now, I think there's roughly 1,700 schools this covers, more or less. You know, it could be you know, plus or minus, but that's still an incredible amount of schools with a, with a huge student population. The overall program is a $10 billion program uh, sponsored by the federal U.S. government. This is for states across the United States. So we've got Texas. We announced back in November that we've also won a contract with the state of Alabama. So we're now doing testing both in the state of Alabama under this program and now also in Texas. So, you know, a big state and now a really big state. Well, this is pretty broad based, right, in terms of what you're doing. But we know there are specifics. How is this going to work? Because, you know, like I said, it's a big state. There are, what, 1,700 schools, I think you just said. Um, how's it going to work when you start rolling this out? How do you reach George, the principal at uh, Lincoln High or in, in, in Dallas, Fort Worth or some part of Texas? Explain that to us so that you know, we see how you, can, how you guys are going to monetize this. Absolutely. Look, programs are already underway. So we've already started rolling this out. So we did a, a launch with the Texas State. If anybody's curious about our training materials for the TEA, Texas Education Administration, you can go to the YouTube page that they have. They have their own YouTube site, Texas Education Administration, TEA. It's a bit of a mouthful. And, and there you'll see our team training everybody. That was that was day one. Uh, and in fact, even though that was day one, we'd already received inbound calls. So the outreach is quite limited because there's a real need for this. You know, and we're well, handling- so you've already hit the ground running. Sometimes we hear about these things, but it takes weeks, sometimes months to get it going. You've you've already started, and you're saying that you're already getting inbound calls. Already getting inbound calls and already working on tests with uh, schools. So there's already children, probably as we sit here today on a Friday morning, uh, being tested in te Texas schools. Now, there's two ways we're testing. One is the RT-PCR, like you said. So we've got a nice lab that we've developed in Dallas. We announced that a while back. That's That high-capacity facility is capable of handling all the inbound samples. So we have collectors who can go out and collect. If the schools want to collect themselves, we have kits that they can put them into, and they very quickly get processed. And that evening that they arrived in, they get resulted. So right away, students and parents and all, all know the results, as do the schools, which is pretty important. 
on the self-test side, we're sending them kits that they can do self-test with. And that's in many cases, the school nurses will do it for the children, depending on the age groups. Okay. But what's valuable there is that it's not about us selling kits so much as us actually taking the results and helping them with our digital platform to manage the results. So the idea behind this is now the schools will, and will always know and on really generally a 24 hour to 48 hour cycle tops the absolute working condition of their student population that participates. And all of this is voluntary. You know, nobody is making children do this. Nobody's, there's no forced thing here. Parents have to consent. So this whole thing kicks off with a digital or paper consent form that's the parent or the guardian's responsibility to sign. Once they do that, then the child gets tested. Do you anticipate that you are going to make outbound calls though? Because you know you can't get, I mean, so the start from what you're telling me, that's a fantastic start in digital. Obviously, we're Gorecom. We we wholly we we fully embrace and love digital, and you do too. But do you anticipate at some point creating an outbound system? You know, uh, you know, having an internal sales team or an outsourced marketing team that's reaching out to all the schools and and doing all the work that usually you need to do in a sales cycle. Well, we already have a very capable sales and business development team. So, but what I can say is that team hasn't been deployed here yet because there's been real, really no real need yet. There's so much demand in this. And what I wow. never anticipated was Omicron, you know, and I don't think anybody anticipated the impact of Omicron. And, and it's funny, we are very much an occupational health business where what I like to call operational health. We're working with companies now, but helping them stay functioning well beyond COVID type matters. I and mean, COVID is a very important thing and it's not going to go away from the looks of things. You know, George, gosh, you know, six months ago, if you asked me, I would have told you 2022, we're going to be honest, something else, 100%. Yeah, really, all this of just, it. This is just part of our services now. And the reason why we won this is our capabilities to be able to deploy quickly. The same things we did in the state of Alabama, you know, frankly, we got the call in, a, in August of this last year, 21. Uh, by September, we already had a team on the ground and we had a, a building staged. And right now we've got you know, well over 100 people now combing the state daily, going to schools as, as scheduled to do collections. We're taking exactly the same ground game in Texas. So we, we took a page out of our, our already written book on how to do this. So you got Alabama in November, you announced Texas now, uh, you know, one sometimes is, hey, Andrew, somebody in the team knew somebody and they, but two, it means you guys are really starting to establish a pattern. Do you guys expect, should we, should we be expecting more states coming on in the coming weeks, months, or the rest of the year? We, you know, our focus has always been Fortune 500 and doing occupational health. But as these, these folks come to us, you know, I will take a very good look at it and we'll, we'll respond when they come to us if we can you know, deliver. You know, Texas, we can absolutely deliver because we're in state. You know, we also opened labs in New York very recently, we've expanded our facilities in Georgia. So we've now got capacity and there are more labs coming behind that. As far as more schools, it really depends on what the needs are going to be across the United States. I mean, there are $10 billion being allocated by the US federal government for a program. We're participating in two of the busiest states for that, which is, you know, it's a great place to be. And it also proves that we're very serious about our science and it proves that we're, you know, we're not just making this up. We've got a very strong team. And if you look at our, our board of directors, you know, we've got the chief medical officer from GE, the former chief digital officer from Bayer, uh, one of the former CIOs from GlaxoSmithKline. That's a pretty serious group around the medical side. They're going to make yeah, sure it's that responsibly. It's a very, you know, if, if nothing, we have a very serious science background. Uh, myself, because I have a digital background, I recognize the need to do this intelligently. So it's more than just, you know, swabs and collecting samples and all that, but a really solid digital ground game. So our team's well organized. And more importantly, the schools understand the intelligence behind this. How do they plan around events if there is another Omicron type event? 
Hey, is that your differentiator? Because I was going to say devil's advocate. I was going to say, look, before you guys announced the deal with Texas, I'm assuming somebody else was there, uh, you know, doing a lot of testing and getting a lot of this work done. So you're you're probably going uh, you're probably going up against at least a couple of incumbents. How are you guys differentiating to the point that you're getting all this inbound calling? Because you know, there's a reason why George was there maybe in 2021, George Com testing labs. And now, you know, you're getting significant inbound uh, to Bloom. What's the differentiator that, that the schools are recognizing? I think it's the intelligence. And I say intelligence, meaning the data platform. I think it's all about how we organize ourselves and how we manage results and then how we manage statistics for them. Because for them, it's all about planning. You know, if, if you just throw volume at a problem, it's not going to fix the problem. If you throw intelligence, start working smarter. I mean, it's a bit of a cliche to start working smarter, but it's very real in a case like this. You know, you've got a situation where, you know, Omicron is everywhere. Thank goodness it's not nearly as severe as the last couple of waves of this pandemic. Who knows what's coming next? But the idea behind this is to add some intelligence to this so they can start planning ahead. So when the next one of these comes, if it does, now the state's ready. They can can look at patterns in terms of how students get infected, how they interact, what happens when they close schools. And and heaven forbid they close more schools, but luckily they haven't had to do that so far. And if we can keep the schools open, then we've proven our worth here. So fair to say, Andrew, that... The incumbents were more, you know, uh, just running cookie cutters, test results, test results, whereas you guys have added this great data and intelligence layer, adding, you know, contextualizing everything, and, and that's that's become the differentiator? It's a big part of it. You know, it look, the same principles are taken from occupational health. You know, in the operational health side, which I call it, operational health is really about keeping companies running. Uh, and it goes to me well beyond pandemic type situations because in, in general, companies are trying to figure out longer term, number one, how do I attract employees and get them to come here? Because as you know, the great resignation is very real, hard to find good workers. Second part is healthcare costs are increasing like crazy, both in the, the primary care, but also just insurance in the United States, which is very high. So if companies can use a tool like an, uh, an on-site clinic to do things like attract employees by saying, hey, we've got a better package for you as an employee, here is your salary, but then here's also a much better healthcare plan than you're going to find anywhere else. Well, then suddenly that, that employer now has a card to play against, you know, other would-be employers of the same employee that they're targeting. It very much is a seller's market in the, in the job market today. And I know that as an employer. Luckily, we're an exciting- We're, here, we're hearing that everywhere, that employees are saying, you need to really woo me here because I've got multiple offers. 100%. So now employers are coming back to us and saying to us as our clients, you did such a good job helping us with testing. We want you to layer that inside services of a broader health care model for our employees. And if we use our data platform as part of that, now they can plan and use the data collected on site, not in individuals, but just as a statistical basis, how many diabetics do we have on site? So now you understand how much longer your, your, your staff's going to be there before there are serious health problems, or how, how often they've been tested for certain types of cancers, or what's the health and wellness or the mental wellness of employees, because PTSD after this pandemic and lockdown, something nobody's really talking about, that's going to be a pivotal thing in the workplace to keep a happy workforce around. And that's um, something that a lot of small cap investors aren't used to because we're used to hearing about how many, you know, tonless, we know a ton, a ton of companies try to jump on this wave to say, we're going to be providing COVID testing. And sure. a couple have done a really great job, a really fantastic job. Most forget it. But you guys, it's important for them to realize you're not, COVID testing. That's one part. You guys are, and I'm going to quote here, you, you, you want to become and you are becoming a trusted occupational health and safety service provider. 
essentially, I know you talked about that just a, 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 just a, in your last answer, but I want to make sure to put emphasis on this. Essentially, you're coming to Agoracom and saying, George, look, you guys want to focus on doing what you do digitally and run your core operation. Let us become your outsourced health and safety provider. Uh, that way we do it really, really well. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to try and hire someone and hope they do good. You don't have to make any real decision. Is that the big differentiator with uh, uh, Bloom with versus the rest of small cap space that you guys are this really all-encompassing outsourced partner for the biggest companies in the world? A absolutely. We do have excellent Fortune 500 relationships. Uh, we're also working with very large film and TV productions, but they're telling us now COVID's great, like you said, but we need, we, there's a bigger picture here. You know, longer term, number one, how do we attract employees to our company? That, that's the first thing they say to us. You know, one Fortune 500 CEO said to me flat out, my biggest problem, to quote him, and I can't name him without, you know, without his permission, his biggest competition right now for employees is Amazon. You know, in his factories, because it's yeah. this industrial, very large U.S. industrial company that operates in multiple cities, in every major operation that they have, down the street, somewhere, there's an Amazon facility offering $18 an hour and free healthcare. So in the United States, this is, I mean, this is the dream package for, for an American worker, realistically. So for that employer, he can't compete with, you know, the unlimited spend on health insurance. So by offering occupational health on site, now he can say to the employee, I have a better package for you. And if you're a seasonal worker, which, and seasonal workers don't, don't necessarily qualify for the health insurance package, you get those too. You get the same perks because they're sitting here on site. Part of the deal is now you've got to every quarter or every half run a certain number of tests depending on your health condition. If you're a diabetic, that's fine. As long as you come in and you, you check you check your status with us once in a while. Now the employer knows what the health and safety situation is. So what have they done by this? They've achieved the ability to attract an employee, which is a, which is a major thing for an employer in the United States right now. It's, it's a very topical thing in the, in the HR world. The next thing they can do, because they have all this data that's been taken from all the, uh, the occupational health clinics in, on site, is now they understand exactly how many diabetics they have or how many folks have been tested lately for some kind of condition. And then the idea behind that is now they can take that data and turn around the insurance provider and state, here's the working condition of my exact demographic inside my factory. Forget about the, the national stats, you know, a male or female, 45 years old, lives in a certain type of neighborhood and makes a certain type of li living. Th that, that's, that stuff is really great for statistical data. Here's factual data. Here's exactly what's inside, inside the healthcare plan. Now they can really negotiate for better healthcare rates. So the net effect is the company spends less, they attract employees, and they can predict how long that employee is going to stay with them. Better data means better decisions, better outcomes, bottom, bottom line. How, how's the outreach going since we last spoke in November with the Fortune 500 outreach, with film and TV production? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what Can you give us an idea? I know you can't tell us specifics, but can you give us an idea of, how the response uh, has been coming in. Is it as expected, better than expected, maybe worse than expected? And, and how's the pipeline looking in terms of uh, potentially closing more and more of these big enterprises in the, in the coming quarter? Very strong pipeline. Uh, the announcements we made in the last couple of months around new facilities in New York, New Jersey area, expansion in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Dallas, Texas, and soon as be some other locations is a direct result of the opportunities that have come to us. So our pipeline looks quite full. Okay, so I want to drill down a little bit on that because it sounds like almost like maybe you can't talk about it, but I'm going to ask and if you can't, just tell me you can't. But it sounds like what you're saying is George Com, you know, Fortune 500 company or a big film and TV production company is saying, 
Andrew, we like what you guys are doing. We need you to have a little more uh, geographical presence so we can really use you because we're a big company. We've got employees all over the country. Is that why this expansion into you know all these all these you know New York and the north and the northeastern region? Big part of it, you know, part of it is now we have a system to back up our occupational health efforts. There's also a lot of COVID testing still happening. So as a combination of those two, we can more than justify opening these locations. As you can imagine, operating in New York and Jersey area, it's a, it's, it can be, can be quite expensive, but there, but the business case is definitely there. You know, the customers are there. This this all happened for a reason. We've got clients now already in the New York area and then some of the surrounding states as well as a result of this. Uh, and we really, they really, they said to us, you put this here, we'll do business with you. The other part of it is that, you know, at least in the testing side of things, you know, many of our wins tend to be somewhat unglamorous and like to say that quite tongue in cheek and that some other lab wasn't quite capable of doing this and they didn't really have the science together, let them down and cause all kinds of problems at a work site or a movie set. We come in and quite often we'll pick up the pieces and really come in and do the right things there. Well, that has also won us a lot of friends in Fortune 500 because they, in many cases, have said to us, you know, we, that Bloom did such a good job in crisis mode we like to have you here for the next decade operating all of our health problems because you know we've we've seen no real movement or changes in the traditional occupational health models we've had for years you know vis-a-vis traditional EMT which is just an emergency station in a factory let's expand services and let's take that intelligence to the next level and that really was was we kicked off our occupational health you know more more or less you know almost a year ago when we started thinking about this and here we are now with a digital platform clinical capabilities and a lab network to support it and that's the crux of the business model. I think you hit on something there, how companies want you around for the next decade. Um, the one weakness that a lot of other testing-focused companies have is, yeah, they're bringing in some great revenue. Great. I mean, you know, you can't really complain when you're a small cap company and getting those kind of revenues. That's great. But, you know, you're at risk of that part of the business coming to an end. You know, we thought it was going to come to an end, you know, in, in the fall. Uh, and it may come to an any time, but with Bloom, uh, if if you become the occupational health and safety provider to you know George Com George Com Inc, you're there, recurring revenue, you're set for the next five ten years. Nothing we've done in the last six months has, was a result of the next wave coming. We didn't we didn't who could have predicted Omicron like anything else. I'm horrible at predicting the weather. I'm not sure about anybody else. We knew things were happening and it wasn't stopping. And all of our clients are saying the same thing. And you know, we need to have testing, testing, testing. But at the same time, I never would have expected this wave. You know, I would have thought at some point it starts to wane and it's all about occupational health in the future. And, and you know, here we are now recognizing that testing is probably going to be a big part of our business for a real long time. There's nothing wrong with being part of a testing business, but we're not a COVID company. We're very much an occupational or operational health tech business. And that's what really our, our focus was from the very start. We got into this recognizing from at the very beginning of this pandemic, we weren't here because there's a pandemic. We're here because the pandemic exposed a need in healthcare for extended care. Andrew, is it fair to say, and I'll, I'll end it off with this, is it fair to say that you're going into the strongest position the company has ever been in, like 2022? Uh, you know, if you look back six months ago, uh, when you made, you know, in the summer when you when you and uh, made the acquisition of Matri, and mm-hmm. you had this big plan and you started deploying it, did you ever think that come you know January 2022 you'd be this well positioned? We certainly were planning for it and hoping for it, you know, and we did a lot of work to get us here. These things don't happen by themselves, 
So this is all a result of a lot of planning. I mean, really what happened when we acquired and made our merger together as, as teams is Matri brought a good solid tech platform and backbone and a good team. The Bloom folks brought some clinical expertise. You bring those together, what we have now is a very unique company. And here we are in 2022, looking at some pretty bright days ahead. Well, congratulations, Andrew. Look, a uh, lot of small cap companies talk the talk. They've got great ideas. They've got a lot of optimism. I mean, you're supposed to be when you're smart up in a small cap company, that's supposed to come. But on Agoracom, what's so important is what's so important is third-party validation, walking the walk. And November, you landed uh, Alabama, and now you've landed Texas. Uh, so you guys clearly off and running. And I'm hoping this is the first interview in 2022 of many to come, uh, talking about many, many more wins. Absolutely. Thank you, George. Thanks for having me today. To everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Andrew Morton, he's CEO of Bloom Health Partners, trades in Canada under BLMH. For friends in the U.S., BLMHF. And for friends in Europe on Frankfurt, under D84. For those of you in the story, this is the way you do your due diligence. One, get the, get the company's profile page on Agorcom. Uh, where we give you a good thousand foot overview because we know that occupational health and safety is something pretty new to small cap investors. It's been the domain of much, much bigger companies in the past. Uh, and then from there, link over to the Bloom uh, website to do your deep dive due diligence because if you believe in the future and the rapidly, rapidly evolving, fast changing uh, future of healthcare uh, providing, then you've got to do your due, your due diligence on Bloom. Just don't tell us. We didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey, guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.